to Remember Twilight, a literary podcast covering all aspects of the Twilight Saga. On Remember Twilight, we talk about all things openly. Mental health, relationships, sex, religion, fashion. We also understand that there are conversations that will come up that we might not be able to do justice. We want to include as much diversity as we can, so if you'd like to share your perspective with our audience, please message us. Oh, and fair warning, we are not spoiler-free. I stared into the violet dark. There, nestled into a small clearing in the forest, was a tiny stone cottage, lavender gray in the light of the stars. It belonged here so absolutely that it seemed as if it must have grown from the rock, a natural formation. Honeysuckle climbed up one wall like a lattice, winding all the way up and over the thick wooden shingles. Late summer roses bloomed in a handkerchief-sized garden under the dark, deep-set windows. There was a little path of flat stones, amethyst in the night, that led up to the quaint, arched wooden door. I curled my hand around the key I held, shocked. What do you think? Alice's voice was soft now. It fit with the perfect quiet of the storybook scene. I opened my mouth, but said nothing. Esme thought we might like a place of our own for a while, but she didn't want us too far away, Edward murmured, and she loves any excuse to renovate. This little place has been crumbling away out here for at least a hundred years. I continued staring, mouth gaping like a fish. Don't you like it? Alice's face fell. I mean, I'm sure we could fix it up differently if you want. Emmett was all for adding a few thousand square feet, a second story, columns, and a tower, but Esme thought you would like it best the way it was meant to look. Her voice started to climb, to go faster. If she was wrong, we can get back to work. It won't take long. Shh, I managed. She pressed her lips together and waited. It took me a few seconds to recover. You're giving me a house for my birthday, I whispered. Us, Edward corrected. And it's no more than a cottage. I think the word house implies more legroom. No knocking my house, I whispered to him. Alice beamed. You like it? I shook my head. Love it? I nodded. Hey. Hi. I have some good news. I love good news. We got some new patrons. Fun. I know. <laughs> um, I would love to welcome Destiny from Oregon. 
Um, we're welcoming Nikki from wherever she hails. And Whitney from New York. Awesome. Hey, guys. Well, hello, everybody. Hi, everyone. Uh, this is Marin. This is Emily. And this is Remember, Remember Twilight. Twilight. Uh, welcome to this week's episode. Today, we're covering Breaking Dawn, Chapter 24. Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> Last week, uh, what we talked about was just like the most normal, interesting, and non-interesting day at the Colon House. It was a day in the life of being a new vampire and being Bella. Mm-hmm. And Renesmee being weird as heck, <laughs> which is normal for her. Do you think it's interesting that we exclusively call her Renesmee as a fandom? I've never heard any fan call her Nessie. Unless it was like ironically calling her Nessie. Yeah, no. Now everyone just calls her whatever R word they want. Resume, Mm -hmm. renegade, ravioli. I think we're kind of unique that we call her (laughs) Renesme, to be honest. Everybody in the Colon family calls her Ness. Mm -hmm. Stop. Renesme. Ness. Renesme. Ness Renesme. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. Um, Last chapter ended with Alice giving Bella a key. And also a beautiful big pink ribbon attached <laughs> to the key. Do you think Alice later takes that ribbon and makes it into a hair bow? Fun. Mm-hmm. Yes. I agree. Fun. I just imagine it being the most poofy, mm-hmm. like soft bow. Satin. Very pretty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, of course, we begin the chapter with a usual Belle freak out about her birthday being like, no, 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 no. I stopped aging. No. <laughs> And Alice is like, shut up. This is happening anyway. Well, Bella takes a minute to write in her journal to us that she looks at her 17-year-old husband. (laughs) (laughs) I did write, LOL. I can't believe it. (laughs) Alice sees one moment of doubt on Bella's face, and that's all she needs. And she's like, okay, let's go open your present. Fun. And Edward's like, you mean presents. And he pulls out another key with a smaller but still cute blue bow attached the key to his chastity belt (laughs) i wrote it down and i was like i probably won't say that because it's stupid but then that was good i just had to say it (laughs) and why now of all times to give that to bella they had to be officially married as vampires before she could unlock it (laughs) i see i see but bella does recognize this type of key and she goes that is the key to my after car but she doesn't really know what is up with everyone else because she became a vampire and she doesn't care about sports cars that's Because she hasn't driven fast yet. (laughs) True. So then Alice is like, well, we're going to go open my present first. And Edward's like, but my present is closer. And Alice is like, I literally am going to cry if we don't go with Bella right now. She's wearing your white shirt over her ripped dress, Edward. Yeah, she looks horrifying. (laughs) What will the neighbors think? And... Uh, So Alice says, like, why don't we just rock, paper, scissors for it? And Edward's like, just tell me who wins. And she's like, well, I do. Okay, let's go. And then Edward's like, well, to be honest, I guess we can wait on my present because both Jacob and Seth are asleep on our couch. And those are the only two that are going to, like, actually care about this present. So it's fine. We'll go do Alice's first. The present is really for those little boys over there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So then Alice is like, okay, Bella, give... Nesrenesme to Rosalie. 
And Bella's like, well, where does she usually sleep? And that's when we learn this fact, which is that Ravadnesme has never been put down in her life. <laughs> Not even for her measurings. I don't know how I feel about that. That seems weird. But, yeah, you know, yeah, in vampire households. When you are a living chair... True. You can hold your niece, I guess, forever. <laughs> forever. So Rosalie is like, yes, I'll take the baby. And Bella's like, I'm glad that we're still like cool. Okay. Me and Rosalie. She goes, I was glad to see that the new comrade, com, com, comradeship, sorry about saying that word <laughs> so wrong, between us was still there in her smile. Um, Bella. Rosalie was going to leave you to die without a second glance. I don't want to hurt your feelings, but sorry. Yeah, Rosalie is just cool now because she has your baby that you don't really seem to be 100% interested in most of the time. It's weird because I'm like, Bella has this impression that they're buddies, but we know from Jacob's point of view that nope, Rosalie just, it was just a convenience that she had that baby. Mm. Mm -hmm, I have mm -hmm. feelings. Yes. So Alice then grabs Bella by the arm and is like, let's go, let's go. Bella's like, well, is it outside? And Alice goes, sort of. <laughs> um, as I leave, Rosalie is like, enjoy your gift. It's from all of us, but mostly Esme. Cry. And, right? And Bella's like, well, aren't you guys going to all come with too? And everyone's like, teehee, no, we're not. <laughs> See you sometime. No, thank you. It's a private present. Emma laughs at that. Bella does take a moment here to be happy of herself that she still does not like surprises. <laughs> here we go. Out the window or the door? Probably a door. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know how these guys enter and exit most of the time. Can they just open up the entire back window wall? I think so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And come in and out as they please. Mm -hmm. That's what I imagine. Same. Edward does join them, though. And uh, they leap over the river and run through the forest and of course we got a whole chapter of this already running through the forest you guys know the drill and suddenly Alice stops and comes back to where Bella is and she's like don't attack me climbs onto Bella's back and puts her hand over her eyes <laughs> she's weird <laughs> and Bella's like what is happening and Alice wants to make sure that Bella doesn't see the surprise too early and Edward's like I could have done that. You don't need to backpack on Bella. But I think after all this time of Edward getting to backpack Bella, Alice, Alice is the backpack yeah. E, not the backpacker. Right. Um, so she had to wait for Bella to become a vampire before, <laughs> you know. I love that Alice has been like, I'm sorry, people carry me in mm -hmm. this family. <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's the little backpack. I love it. Um, so I'm glad that they reached that milestone in their relationship. <laughs> I think it's very cute. <laughs> then Edward walks Bella a little bit farther until they get to a certain spot. Edward tells Bella that they only have to deal with Alice for a little bit longer and then she'll go bother someone else. <laughs> and Alice is like, hey, hey now. Shush, this is just as much a present for you as it is for Bella. And Edward's like, yes, okay, true, thanks. And so Alice is like, okay, stop, ready? Okay, everybody ready? Is everyone prepared for this? And Bella's like, okay. And all she can do right now is, I guess, sniff things. <laughs> and so she's smelling and she's like, there's things here that shouldn't be here. Like honeysuckle, I guess, is not normally in the woods. 
Smoke is also not normally in the woods. Roses, not in the woods. Sawdust, not in the woods. These all seem woodsy to me. Uh, maybe they're not native to this specific wood. How does Bella Z- know? <laughs> she doesn't know. Bella doesn't know. These all seem nature enough. <laughs> but she certainly knows that they don't belong here. So then Alice hops down and opens Bella's eyes. And there she sees a tiny stone cottage sitting in the forest. And... Uh, This is the part that I read at the beginning, which Bella just takes in the whole look of the cottage. And she describes it as being like a storybook and that like it fits perfectly in the little woods here. And Alice is like, what do you think? Uh, But Bella is too overcome with many emotions to say anything. And so Alice takes her silence as her not liking it. And she's like, listen, we can fix it up real nice for you. Emmett has like another million plans of how to add on to this cottage. Esme thought you might like it a little bit more like this, but we can get right to work. And Bella's finally like, shush. So Alice stops. And then Bella's like, are you giving me a house for my birthday? (laughs) And Edward's like, First of all, this is for us, not you. <laughs> Secondly, it's certainly no more than a cottage. He's like, don't freak out, Bella. It's just a historical, perfectly preserved cottage in the woods. Mm-hmm. So then Alice is like, oh, you like it? And Bella's like, no. And Alice is like, oh, you love it? And Bella's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so then Alice is like, good, I'm going to go tell Esme. And Bella's like, well, why didn't she just come here? And Bella's like, uh, uh, oh, you know how you are about presents. They just didn't want to put any pressure on you. And Bella's like, well, of course I would love it. Like, duh. And Alice is like, that's good. Um, anyway, your closet's stocked. Uh, bye. <laughs> <laughs> and Bella's like, aren't you going to come in? And Alice is just like backing up slowly into the woods and she's like, no, Edward will show you around. It's fine. Um, I'm going to go hunt with Jazz. Bye. In her vision, she's seeing that Edward is literally killing her if she doesn't leave right this second. <laughs> Probably true. So Alice leaves and Bella's like, this is so weird. Like, am I really that bad at getting presents that no one wanted to come with and like, see this? I feel so bad. Let's go tell Esme. And Edward's like, no, Bella, nobody thinks that about you. But (laughs) the other gift they're giving us is alone time. And Alice was trying to be subtle about it, but it was not working. And Bella's like, oh, I see. And then (laughs) she goes, that was all it took to make the house disappear. She is solely focused on Edward once again. The rest of this chapter is me feeling like I'm accidentally watching a sex scene with my parents or something. <laughs> like it parents. all feels so, it felt so uncomfortable because I was like, oh, I get to talk about this with Emily. But I, I realize now that thousand, like over a thousand people will listen to me talk about this. And I got very self-conscious about all of the very sexy sex that starts to happen oh yeah they get real into it (laughs) uh before we get there though edward's like well first let me show you the house 
And Bella's like, can he not tell what is happening inside of me right now? And she has this moment where she's like, I should be like having my heart be pumping really fast and be like really warm and like blushing and none of that's happening. And also I should be really tired because it's been a really long day. But then she's like, never mind. Just kidding. This day will never end. (laughs) Jealous. Uh, And Edward's like, what are you laughing about? Because she giggles about this. And she's like, oh... I just realized that this is the first and last day of forever, and it's kind of weird to think about. And he laughs, and he steps aside so Bella can open the door for the first time. And he's like, Bella, you're such a natural that I forget how weird it must be for you. And I wish that I could like hear what you're going through. But then he just yoinks her right on up and startles her (laughs) with his yoink. (laughs) And he's like, thresholds are kind of my thing. Oh, my goodness. Very cute. So he takes her in the house. But he's like, well, what are you thinking about? Please tell me. They walk in and the first room that they're in, like usual, is a living room. And Bella's like, well, I'm just thinking about everything all at the same time good things and worrying things and but firstly Esme is an artist because can you just picture a perfect cottage living room yeah and the first thing that Esme made sure that they did was make it Jacob proof (laughs) yes (laughs) I I do believe that was an Edward note (laughs) I was like did they do this on purpose he yeah he came over and he was like Alice, I need you to tell Esme something because I don't want to tell her myself. But while you guys are building, if Emmett can stand up straight, (laughs) that's too tall of a ceiling. I wanted to be flattening my hair as I walk through. Yep, it's Mm -hmm. only Edward Cullen is the tallest person that can be in this cottage. (laughs) Those wooden beams better sit at a nice six six feet, two and a half inches (laughs) off the ground. Big fan. (laughs) Bella notices that... Um, the floor is all stone. Uh, there's exposed beams on the ceiling. The walls are made of wood in some places, stone mosaics in others. There's a little fireplace in the corner that they're burning driftwood fire in. Ugh. That's such a cute little callback to Twilight. I know. And it's like, basically, this is the cottage that enchanted the, the movie Mm. Yeah, Enchanted. Giselle lives in like a tree house, but it's like it looks like this. Mm -hmm. Oh, geez, it's so beautiful. Yes. I want this. Me too. Um, She then notices that none of the furniture is actually like a cohesive set that you would buy at R.C. Willie. (laughs) Everything is very, very different and unique looking, but somehow it all works together. And she also notices that somewhere in brought in some of her favorite art pieces from the main house and put them in the cottage, which I think is really, really sweet. Um, I like to think that Carlisle did that. I know. And I was wondering how they knew that that it was her favorites. Like, it's not like Bella is the type of person to be like, oh, my gosh, I love this painting so much. It's like my favorite. Like, she would keep that to herself. So it must have been like just observing her and whatever ones that she kind of like stopped at and Mm -hmm. looked at while she was like sick with the baby that's so sweet it's really cute so then she goes on to have this thought that this whole time edward has been billing himself as being from a horror movie and how she always knew that that was wrong and obviously that he belonged here in this little fairy tale and she goes 
And now I was in the story with him. Oh my gosh. Oh, my heart. Okay, so then um <laughs> You're yes, right? To laugh at this. <laughs> So Edward is still holding Bella in his arms and Bella's like, well, this is so convenient for what I'm looking to do right now. And she turns towards him and like gets real close, almost for a kiss. And then Edward's like, we're really lucky that Esme thought to add a second room that we could use for Nessa and Esme's bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) And Bella's like, not you two. And Edward's like, sorry, I just always hear everyone else call her Ness in their minds it's rubbing off on me and Bella's like my baby the sea serpent (laughs) (laughs) and then Edward's like I'm very sure you're dying to see the closet (laughs) or at least I'll tell Alice that you were and Bella's like is it bad and Edward's like I mean it's pretty bad so they walk down the hallway and they pass by one room and he's like that'll be Renesmee's room and it's empty right now (laughs) Because obviously she doesn't need anything yet. She's just being carried around. <laughs> At the end, there's their bedroom. And he says that Esme tried to make it a little Isle Esme-esque. Because when they walk in, they have that same huge white bed with the flowing and the fabrics. And the floor is the same color as the sand. And the walls are painted a blue that makes it look like a really bright sunny day. Beautiful. And the very back wall of the bedroom has these big glass doors that open into a garden that has a little pond outside. And Bella's like, oh. Uh, and Edward's like, yes, I know. Okay. And then the next line, I was like, oh my gosh, this should be our like line for our podcast because it's so sweet. I know that they're like remembering their like their wedding night together, their favorite thing. But she goes, we stood there for a minute remembering. And I was like, oh. That's what we do. <laughs> That's what we do. <laughs> That's the whole point of our podcast. I love that line. That is cute. I'm going to draw it. Perfect. Edward points out some other doors and he's like, the closet is through there and the closet is literally bigger <laughs> than this room. And Bella's like, I don't care about doors. I don't care about closets. Like, hello. And um, there's nothing that can distract me now. <laughs> and Bella's, Bella is like, well, listen, we'll tell Alice I ran straight for the closet. I did a three-hour-long fashion show trying everything on. I was stoked for it. Um, But we're also going to lie. (laughs) This is a cute thing for Bella to do, but it's also like, oh, okay, Bella. But Alice knows exactly what's going to (laughs) happen. She knows you ain't going in that closet. Yes. Um, He caught up to my mood in an instant. (laughs) Or maybe he'd already been there. Yeah. (laughs) That's why he was holding you. So now begins the kissing and from the kissing begins the moaning. Oh, no. And oh, from no. the moaning, we get that electric mom. current. Mom, sorry, mom. And um, closeness, not close enough, not oh, fast enough. Jeez. Um, ripping off of clothes also happens. <laughs> Bella feels a little sad that they're ignoring the bed, but it's just too far away. <laughs> and she goes, this second honeymoon wasn't like our first. Um, she remembers and she's like, on the island, I, like, that was great for a, a human. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, I should have guessed after a day like today that it would be better um, because she could really appreciate Edward now. Oh, my gosh. You know, his beautiful face, his long body, every angle, every plane. She says this to us. I could taste his pure, vivid scent on my tongue. <laughs> 
I am blushing. I didn't need to put this much blush on because it is a natural blush right now. She also tells us that her skin was so sensitive under his hands, too. <laughs> oh my gosh, got a room, you guys. Oh, wait, they did. That's why we're in this situation. Whew. She lets us know that they are both active participants now, finally equals. And that every kiss and every touch was more than she was used to. <laughs> As they continue on, Bella tries to remind herself that she is a lot stronger than Edward. But you know what? Edward doesn't complain. <laughs> nope, not this guy. We know him. He likes to hurt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he loves a physical manifestation of that inner pain. <laughs> Um, so while they're really going at it, oh Bella's gosh. like, you know what's interesting? I'm never going to get tired. He's never going to get tired. Neither one of us is going to be like, all right, let's wrap this up. Uh, so so then how do, how do you stop? How, when, why would you stop? Bella doesn't care. No, mm -mm, not interested in the answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> Bella sort of notices when it becomes daytime again. Oh, my gosh. These guys. <laughs> and she's listening to a bird outside. And when the bird stops singing, she's like, do you miss it? And Edward's like, miss what? <laughs> and she's like, you know, how warm I used to be and my like squishy skin and my tasty smell. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> she goes, I'm not really losing anything at all, but obviously I'm a lot different now. And Edward's like, listen, there's no one less sad than I am right now. Mm. Not many people get every single thing they want, plus all the things they didn't think to ask for in the same day. Edward Cullen, the king of romance. Romance. Oh, my God. And Bella's like, well, are you avoiding my question? And Edward's like, you are warm. And Bella's like, okay, like, he does feel warm to me now that we're at the same temperature. It's more comfortable and natural. And then Edward does a touch from um, face to waist. I'm covering my face to waist right now. <laughs> Bella's eyes roll back into her head. Okay. 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 <laughs> and he says, you are soft. Okay. <laughs> And then he goes, and as for the scent, and we can only imagine where his fingers have ventured now, he says, do you remember the scent of those hikers on our hunt? And Bella's like, I have been trying very hard not to. And Edward says, imagine kissing that. And suddenly Bella's throat explodes into fire. And she's like, oh. And Edward's like, yeah, exactly. So the answer is no. I am purely full of joy because I am missing nothing. No one has more than I do now. Shut and, up. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Bella's about to uh, say something back, but her lips oh. were suddenly very busy. What? Well, okay. Okay. <laughs> this microphone is just too close to my mouth. <laughs> um, as the sun keeps rising, Bella thinks of another question and she goes, how long does this go on for? As the sun keeps rising. <laughs> She's like, everyone else in your family, they like go out in public and wear clothes and stuff. Like, <laughs> does this craving ever let up? And Edward's like, well, it is different for everyone. Um, typically, the 
the new vampire is too preoccupied with just killing people for the first year. Obviously, that's different for you. But it's usually at that year point that other needs make themselves known. (laughs) And he says that neither thirst nor any other desire really ever fades. You just better learn how to balance them. And Bella's like, so how long? And Edward then informs us that Rosalie and Emmett took a solid 10 years before Edward could even be within five miles of them. Even Carlisle and Esme had a hard time with them. Next and level. And kicked them out. And Esme built Rosalie a house of her own, much bigger than Bella's house. But then again, Rosalie's tastes are much richer than Bella's are. Edward's like, I know you know my family, but you also have been sleeping half of your life. And there's a lot of things you can do uh, during those sleeping hours. And then Edward tells us this fact, which is there's a reason why he's the best musician, the most well-read, the most educated, um, the one who knows the most languages. And Emmett will tell you that it's because I can read minds, but it's actually because I've had a lot of free time. He did not have a spouse back then. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Everybody else doesn't have time to do all that stuff. Who's embarrassed about the last line of this chapter? Me. I wrote OMG, Bella. I just wrote that. I was like, I can't even like discuss this. I have no words. Right. (laughs) I'll just. Okay. Um, They both laugh. When you laugh. <laughs> right? You kind of bounce. Especially down in your like laughing lower area. belly. <laughs> your laughing area. <laughs> and I quote, and the motion of our laughter did interesting things to the way our bodies were connected, effectively ending that conversation and this chapter. Oh thank God. Oh my gosh. I <sighs> literally could not have handled any more of that. And I I read it, I opened up the book and I flipped through and I go, Oh, I know what this chapter is about and it's real short. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Thank goodness. Like That reminds me of something. I made an interesting observation because up until like literally this chapter, almost every single chapter Twilight on is 20 pages, give or take one or two. Yeah. They're pretty standardly 20 pages 20 long. Every time. Um, The only exception is the angel in Twilight is like five pages. Uh-huh. But other than that, everything's 20. This chapter was 15 pages yeah. long. And I was like... <laughs> How odd. So then I went through and looked and almost every chapter of the rest of this book is either like 15 or 25 pages long. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. It's like we are totally done with that 20 chapter format. And my guess and what Mare kind of mentioned was maybe it's because they had to cut a lot from this book because it's so big. Maybe. So I wonder if Stephanie originally had written more about all the other vampires and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like she just had to chop things down I don't know but my cheeks hurt because I couldn't stop like just full face smiling during this chapter Mm -hmm. it's like (laughs) I kind of miss having the big cross behind us during these conversations (laughs) I did think about that this would have been a great one to do with Carlisle's cross behind us I just uh I'm really happy for Bella Mm -hmm. really happy Mm -hmm. for her you know for Edward seriously happy for Edward so glad that he not only doesn't have to be super careful anymore but he's getting everything he wanted including the pain which I am fully convinced that he is a masochist he loves it I mean we've already established that as far as like him liking or not not liking but but just being kind of like 
fine and almost into just moping and brooding and being in pain. And it's like, here we get confirmation that Bella's like, I'm not even being careful at all. And he's just going with it. <laughs> yeah. He is. All right, Edward, you do you, baby. Mm-hmm. 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 Big fan. I'm getting a headache from it. <laughs> no, I'm getting a headache because I am hormonal. But man, I like it a lot. <laughs> Real happy for these guys. Oh, Real yeah. happy for them. Me too. So we're reading through our comments of our patrons who are um, hanging out with us as we record today. And our patron Lisa mentioned um, whether or not we think that Rosalie would have gone back to her old kind of mean ways after Renesmee grew up. And I don't think so. I think that the birth of Renesmee and getting to help raise her and be such a big part of her life um, healed a lot of Rosalie's pain and trauma. Yeah, because that's like, I mean, when there's something you want more than anything and that's all you think about and focus Mm -hmm. on and like just consumes your entire being. Yeah. Finally getting to go through that experience and like live it. Yeah, it'll heal you. You're going to have time to think about other things and move beyond that. No, it's so true. I just know personally, I always... I mean, my own experience is the only one I have, so I will talk about it forever. But, you know, I I spent all of my 20s being like, I want to be a mom. I wish I was a mom and not being able to get pregnant. And then finally, right after I turned 29, I just randomly got pregnant. And when I had my first baby, it was like all that pain and resentment that I had toward other people who were moms and got to do it kind of went away and I was able to really just like heal from that pain and get and get on with my life and so that's why I feel like I feel like it did heal Rosalie in a big way especially because she and Renesmee were so bonded like Renesmee was literally like the second person she ever saw or the third was Rosalie and so they bonded immediately and Rosalie is just always if it's not Jacob it's Rosalie so I think it hailed Rosalie. That's just my own personal thoughts. Oh, well, thank you so much for listening, everybody. This was a really sweet and beautiful and very sexy chapter. And I'm glad we were here for it. I loved it. We are going to maybe possibly go. Yeah, I think so. Because I think there's a song. I don't know. I think we're going to go record our Patreon only episode right now. So if you want to hear that, join us on the Patreon And remember, when Edward is not brooding, he is boning. (laughs) Love you guys. Bye. Bye. (laughs) You've been remembering Twilight with Marin and Emily. You can stay in touch on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Remember Twilight Podcast. Please consider joining us on Patreon for a weekly bonus episode, access to our notes, original artwork, and to connect with our awesome community. You can message us at RememberTwilightPodcast at gmail.com, send us a voice message on Anchor, or leave a review on iTunes. Check out the show notes for all this information and more. Thank you to Stephanie Meyer for sharing her dream and making ours come true.